So that's one way of looking at the story from that we're looking at from the Bible today, watching a video. But I thought we don't just want to sit and watch a video. I want us to get involved with this story today. And so we're going to kind of act it out. But we're not going to act out the whole story. But what I want you to do is I want you to feel the emotions of the story today, okay? And to help us do that, I've got some emojis. So if you look at the screen on the left-hand side, the emojis are going to help us. So when you see a thumbs up, I want to see a really big thumbs up. Brilliant. When you see the second emoji, looking a bit confused, yeah, put your best confused face on. You look really confused this morning. Hopefully we'll sort that out. And then there's that face looking pretty sad. Yeah. And some, not laughing, Paul, looking sad, supposed to be looking sad. And so why don't you turn to your neighbour and just look really sad? Yeah, that's sad. And then the last one, I'm not sure if it's like a, a ghost or something, but that's supposed to be looking horrified or shocked. Best shocked face. Oh, you are going to be brilliant at this. And in fact, you know, I wonder if we might have our little, own little Oscars right at the end of the story, depending on how the acting goes. So I'm going to read from the Bible the story we've just, we've just heard, but I need you to help me with the emotions. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Oh, I've gone ahead. Sorry. Mm, looking confused. You look pretty confused. What's he got to do to be perfect? Jesus said, what's written in the law? How do you read it? And the man answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Now turn to your neighbor and do your best love, love look. I know for some of you it's a bit of a stretch, but well done. <laughs> if you don't want to look at your neighbor, look at somebody else. Oh, the love is all around. Love it. And so Jesus said, you've got it right. You have answered correctly. Let's have those thumbs up again. Well done. You got the right answer. But you know, this expert in the law, he wasn't really happy with that. It says he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus another question. So who is my neighbor? That old confused look again. Yeah, confusing. Who is my neighbor? Is it the person who lives next door to me? Is it someone on my desk next to me at school or at work? Mm, hard to know. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. I think we need a pretty sad face for that, don't we? Oh, come on, it needs to be sadder than that. He was left half dead. This is bad news for this poor fella. This is a bad thing that happened. Thankfully, a priest came along the road. Get your best praying hands on. So he was kind of like what Nigel and I do. Maybe he was like a vicar or a pastor or some kind of church leader. Thank goodness for that. He's going to come and help this man, isn't he? But no. When he saw the man, he decided to cross over the road and pass by on the other side. I think it's where we need our shock. Surely that vicary bloke that pastor would have stopped to help fantastic shock face there Louis Hyder loving this I wish we had a camera roving around the congregation it's amazing but don't worry because along came a Levite now a Levite was kind of like a worship leader so come on get your best worship hands up thank goodness he's coming along someone's finally going to help this man who is half dead but no 
because when he saw him lying by the side of the road, he also crossed over and passed on the other side. Double shock. We've even got the sound effects. I'm loving this. Well done. (laughs) But then a Samaritan came along and he came where the man was. Now, interesting to know what emotion to have here. You could go, oh, thank goodness someone's come. But actually, as it said in the video, the Samaritan was an enemy of the Jews. So if I was a Jewish person lying on the floor, battered up, and my enemy came over, I mean, what do you think your face would be like? How would you be reacting? Probably be pretty frightened because they might even be coming to finish you off. But thankfully, this guy made the right decision. When he saw the man lying on the ground, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds. He poured on oil and wine, which is kind of like medicine in those days. And he put the man on his donkey and brought him to an inn and took care of him. So you've got to do your best look, which is, I was beaten up. I was half dead, but actually someone's come to look look after me and they've taken me to the inn. So do that face. Brilliant. Oh, amazing. You're doing fantastic. And the next day, the Samaritan took out two denarii, took some money. He gave them to the innkeeper and he said, look after this bloke. When I return, I will re- reimburse you for any extra expense you can have. Oh, I think a round of applause for the, the Samaritan. Great. And so Jesus asked, which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of robbers. Question again, who was the best neighbour? Hmm, good old groany kind of thinking thought there. And the expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. So what's that mean? It means the person who helped him. And Jesus said, go and do the same. Now the last emoji is one for you to pick. Because I want you to imagine that you with that expert in the law, would you be replying, yeah, I'll go and do that? Or would you be like, oh, I don't know about that? Or would you be like, how could you tell me to do that? Just think about it. If you were that man, how would you be replying? You might want to show me your face or you might just want to have that inside. Now, I think we need to have three cheers for the Samaritan. Hip, hip. Hooray! Hip, hip. Hooray! Hip, hip. Hooray! And a round of applause for your fantastic acting. So the Good Samaritan, a story that's familiar to lots of people. And in just a few minutes, we are going to go and do a number of different activities to help us kind of really take this story on board. But just before we do, I've just got three quick points to make. The first is that this is a really familiar story to lots of people. But what I'd love you to do this morning is to personalise it and just think, in that story, who are you today? If you think back over the past week, who do you relate to most? Is it the injured man who is feeling battered and left alone, isolated on the road? You've been injured by the events of life, maybe things that people have said or done to you. You feel like nobody's looking out for you. Perhaps you're like the Good Samaritan. You know the cost of helping someone because, you know, in the story, I kind of imagine him going off afterwards, (laughs) whistling away, knowing that he's done a good deed. But we all know, don't we, that when we stop and help people, there is cost. 
And it's true, it's true for this guy. It cost him time. It cost him money. He even went back the next day. And so perhaps you feel like the Good Samaritan who has been giving and loving, but you're just aware of the cost. Or maybe today, if you are really honest, you actually feel a bit like the priest or the Levite. Now, I'm sure they had really good reasons for not stopping. One thought is that they were on their way to Jerusalem and they would be ceremonially clean. And if they were touching a half-dead body, that would make them unclean. They couldn't do their job. Perhaps they were in a hurry. Perhaps they were frightened. If I stop and help this guy, is he really injured or is he going to jump up and attack me? Any number of reasons why we don't stop and help people. So, who do you relate to today? And why don't we pause and just take a moment, think about which character you might relate to today, and then just honestly present that in front of God. Now, the second question is, so where is Jesus in the story? We've kind of placed ourselves maybe in the story. And I can actually see him in three places. Because I can actually see him as the man who is injured on the road. In the Bible, we know that he is called the suffering servant. And he knows exactly what it is to be in pain and betrayed and attacked. And in fact, if you've got your Bible open, this story is in Luke 10. If you flick back to Luke 9, I've only noticed this week for the first time, you'll see that Jesus was about to go through a Samaritan village He asked his friends to go ahead of him to arrange some things, and they wouldn't let him in. They wouldn't offer him hospitality. So this story was live for Jesus, this kind of sense of um, enmity between the Jews and the Samaritans. And so Jesus, you could say, is like the guy who was injured on the road. In addition to that, actually, the kind of obvious answer is Jesus is like the good Samaritan. He's the one who comes to rescue and save We've sung some of his names this morning, that he is redeemer, that he's saviour, that he's our comforter, that he's our healer. And he meets us in our places of pain. But you know, what? knowing what Jesus is like, I can also imagine him somewhere else too. And it's kind of stretching the story, but bear with me. I was just wondering what happened to the Levite and the priest when they got home. When they sat down maybe with a family and talked about their day and talked about their journey... And they explained that they'd seen someone who was half dead and they just left them. I do wonder what their reflections were like. And I wondered maybe whether there was any sense of guilt or shame about not having responded. Because that's something that I can relate to. There are certainly times in my life where I know that there are situations in front of me or people in front of me that I feel nudged to help. And yet, for whatever reason, I choose not to. And perhaps today, if you find yourself relating to the Levite or the priest, then what's really good to know is that Jesus understands that. He doesn't leave us in that place, but he is the one who comes to forgive us and to give us a new start. And so maybe in the past couple of weeks, you've done something you shouldn't have done. You've kicked someone when they're down. You've been unkind to somebody at school or college. You've done something that wasn't right at work. And you know that to be true. Or maybe you haven't done something that you could have done. There was an opportunity where the Lord nudged you to say or do something and you didn't respond. And today in this wonderful moment, we are offered forgiveness and freedom and a new start. So wherever we find ourselves, Jesus is there. 
So why don't we just pause for a minute and invite him to meet us in that place where we are, to receive him into our situations. And then the final thing, the first thing was, where are we in the story? The second thing was, where's Jesus in the story? And then the third thing to think about is, but what difference does just a small amount of help make? Most of us aren't first age, kind of, you know, life-saving trained. Maybe you are, maybe you would know what to do in that scenario and go in and patch up a man. But for most of us, when we see a need, we can feel like there isn't a lot that we can offer. Sometimes the need seems so big and our resources just seem really small. But you know, as a church, we have lots of ways that we can help and support and make a difference to people's lives. And in a few minutes, we're going to be thinking about some of the compassion projects that we operate here. We'll hear a bit more about our food hub, which is part of Winchester Basics Bank, and about our clothes storehouse and about the vineyard bus. And the thing is that the need outside, the need around, is absolutely huge at the moment, isn't it? I went to the Basics Bank AGM the other week, and they said the Basics Bank are currently having an increase in need for food and a drop in food being given. And so now every month they're paying £1,000 from their reserves just to try and meet the shortfall. The need is huge. And I was talking to Morris, who serves in our food hub. You'll see from him in a moment. And he said this, which I was really moved by. He said, you know, in need, it's not just about us giving a tin of soup to someone about in crisis. It's actually really about us giving love. Sometimes a simple act of giving a tin opens the door for other help and support. Whether there's a need for friendship or psychological help or support after a bereavement. And so that's why as part of our um, compassion here, as well as a food hub, we have a cafe where people can just come and share the stuff that's going on in their life and be chatted to and maybe prayed with if that's, support, that's appropriate. And I also came upon this quote from James Hansey, who's a Jesuit. And he said, Jesus' story of the Good Samaritan not only describes the brokenness of the world, but actually shows us how it can be healed. Because the man, the Samaritan, didn't just meet the injured man's physical needs, but he actually went on to show that he had value and he was worthy of care. And so sometimes when we feel like we are just doing something very small to help or support or reach out to somebody, it's not the actual physical thing, but it's the sense of value and identity and care that we're giving in the moment. Now, the tagline of our storehouse is needs met, lives changed, hopes, hope restored. And now we've got two videos to show, one of Morris and one of Andy, just showing how our food hub and our storehouse do just that. Hello. If you've ever wondered what's behind these cupboard doors, this is where we have our storehouse food store. And we're able to provide emergency food for families and individuals in Winchester who have an urgent need for food from us. We have dry goods, tin goods and packaged goods available. And each client when they arrive is given a pick list, colour coded by the items, so they can self-select the food that they choose to eat, but gives them a balanced diet of food for the week ahead. 
and recently, or on Thursday, Alison Hartley took a phone call, just as we were about to close, from social workers. They'd visited a young family in Stanmore, living in one tiny room with a young baby. The only food at all they had in the house was dry cereal. And this meant the mother was really struggling to feed the baby, who was becoming undernourished. So we were able to provide, at short notice, uh, meat, milk, and bread from the freezer, and a range of dry and packaged goods from the items you can see behind me. The social workers were very impressed that they were able to meet this really critical need so quickly. And we were able to advise them that if the family get in touch, we'll be able to offer them support on an ongoing basis. So, how can you help? Well, you can partner in, in, in this, in providing food for people in desperate need in Winchester by taking one of these bags uh, from by, by the door, buying any of the items on the list, and popping the bag back the following week for us to restock our store. Shelves may look fairly full, but in a busy week, we clear virtually all of this stock because the need is so great in Winchester at the moment. Thank you. So why do we do what we do in the storehouse? We had today a family of Ukrainians, a lady and her nine-year-old son. It was They've been in the UK for nearly a week. They have just fled Ukraine via the most tortuous route on trains across the centre of Europe. They spent six or eight months in their village being regularly shelled and unable to leave. They've finally been able to leave, but they've arrived here with absolutely nothing except the clothes on their back. Once we had been able to clothe them and sort them out with toiletries, some stationery and some toys for the boy, they left saying thank you for giving us hope for the future. And I believe that's why we do what we do. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Stephen, if we haven't met yet, and I have the great privilege of overseeing our Compassion Ministries here and working with the wonderful teams of people, some of whom you'll, you'll have seen on the screen and get to meet uh, later on today as well. Now, I want you to help me with a song. Who knows the song, The Wheels on the Bus? Can you sing it for me? Wheels on the bus go round and round. Excellent, that'll do, that'll do. Stop. You don't want me to sing it, so that's fantastic, you know the song. Now, you may have noticed that outside in our car park, we have a bus. But, I'd have to say, it's been very disappointing. The wheels on that bus haven't gone round very much. Uh, it's been very frustrating since we got the bus. It's quite a rare bus. It came from Kenya. There was only 12 of them ever imported into this country. And what we have found is that something's gone wrong. We tried to fix it. As soon as we fix that, something else has gone wrong, and it's been harder and harder to get spare parts for it. Uh, the latest thing that we had go missing was a little tiny valve that's about this big and there wasn't any spares available so we had to get someone to take it away into their shed somewhere in deepest, darkest Devon and rebuild it from scratch. But the good news is we've got that bit back, we've, we've fitted everything else we need to do, it's been um, looked at by our mechanic and this Wednesday we are ready to go ahead and launch with our first visit to Henry Beaufort School here in Winchester. <laughs> 
which is great news. It is, it is fantastic. So um, why have we got this bus? What is the point? What would we hope to achieve through this? Well, a few years ago, we were praying. We were praying particularly about what we felt was a, was a crisis amongst young people in not just this city, but in this country. The, uh, the figures that were released in August, just over a month ago, show that the, the amount of young people who have been referred for mental health or have a diagnosed mental health issue in this country is the highest it has ever been. Yet at the same time, the amount of support that's available has gone downhill. So the, the funding for, for, for youth services has been cut to the point almost where there, there are no youth clubs, there are no youth services, there are very few organisations actually working with young people and able to give them the support that they need. So our hope that is, is the bus will be somewhere for young people to go to, it'll give them something to do, and most importantly, it'll give them someone to talk to, someone who they can um, share their problems with. It's all about building up relationships over time as we get to know these young people, and hopefully they have someone other than their mum or their dad or their teachers who they probably don't want to talk to available to them to be able to speak to. So uh, thank you for, for your, your prayers for the bus project over the last years, not just months, years, it has taken us to get to this point. Uh, we will need your continued prayers. Uh, a couple of other ways you can help. We would, would really love to recruit a couple of different teams. So one of those is a team of people who are able to drive the bus. Now, strangely, you don't need a special license. All you need to do is be over 25 and have had a car license for two years or more. Because as far as the DVLA are concerned, that's an eight-seat vehicle. So if you feel confident in driving a large vehicle, um, we can provide training through Stagecoach, who are just next door to us, about how to drive the bus safely, and they will be able to help us with that. We also need a team of people who are, who are willing just to be on the bus with young people, play games with them, do craft activities, talk to them, um, be on the Xbox, something like that, just to be able to come alongside and be available. So if you're interested in helping out in either of those areas, that'll be fantastic. And of course, it's also possible to give to the bus financially as well to help us continue to run that project. And you can do that through our website. Now, do you know the joke or the saying about how you wait for ages for one bus to come along and then suddenly two turn up? Well got a story for you. We have been offered and are about to receive a second bus. <laughs> yeah. There is a project in Newbury who are closing down and they are going to give us their bus and some funding to be able to run it for the first year. And not only does it run, it's got an MOT through to next May already. It has been converted. It's not quite as nice as ours inside, but let's just say the outside of it is much nicer than ours. It's a much more modern bus. And they're a dime a dozen, there are spare parts for them all over the place, so whenever something goes wrong with it, it should be much easier to be able to get it repaired as quickly as possible. And we hope that that bus will be here in the next week. Uh, we hope it might be here in the next couple of days, in fact. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, our, our, our building here used to be a bus depot, and it's gradually turning back into a bus depot. <laughs> Uh, as we have more and more buses being made available to us. Um, so some of the activities you're going to be doing will be on the bus, and some of them will be um, in different places, and I think Nigel's going to come and explain those to us now. There are six things you can do. If you're really, really like in for it, you could try and do all six, but I wouldn't advise it. Um, one of the things you can do this morning is visit and pray for the storehouse. So the storehouse is through in the community room, the, the room where the little um, where sparklers usually meet. Um, and some of the storehouse stuff is around, so you can, if you've never been in and seen what they've got there, you can have a look at the clothes and see what's going on and chat to some of the team there. And while you're there, there is a, a little activity to make some heart cards, little tags, just labels with a lovely kind message on that are going to go into the pockets of the clothes or go out when we give clothes out to people. They'll go out with one of these cards that you make, so you can do that.
Another thing you can do is just in the cafe here, visit and pray for the food hub, which is what you saw Morris talking about on the video. And again, what we'd love you to do is hold a tin of beans or soup or something and just literally use that as a focus to pray for somebody who's going to receive it. We've also got some coloring sheets and some puzzles to do with the Good Samaritan story in there this morning. The third thing you can do is called Cookies of Kindness, and that's going to be here, just on this side where the tables and chairs are. We've got some cookies that we've actually been given. We get given a bunch of fresh food, and these are lovely gift wrap cookies. And so we're not going to eat them ourselves. We're going to give them away. Um, and what you can do is if you can think of somebody who you know, somebody who would perhaps really appreciate a little gift today, maybe someone who lives near you, maybe somebody in your extended family, Okay, what we'd love you to do is write a really kind message on there. They can make a label, stick it to the cookie, take it away and give it to somebody. Now, as Stephen said, we've also got the youth bus open. And so you've heard all about this morning what's going on with the youth bus. It's going out this week for Wellbeing Wednesday at Henry Beaufort School, first time. And so if you've not been on the bus, you're welcome to go in there, have a little look around. And then we're going to lead some prayers on there. We're going to write some prayers as well. If none of that appeals to you, then something else you can do is come and take one of these sheets here, this is just a reflection sheet on the Good Samaritan story with a couple of questions. You can either do it as a little discussion group or you can take it on your own and just reflect. And very lastly, also in the room here at the back, if you've just got really little ones, some of the activities, if you've got toddlers, they will engage with. But if you're looking something just for them, there is a helping hands craft activity for the very little ones only, okay, as well. And that's also in here at the back. So there are six things to do. And um, I, you, you might want to try two or three, see how you get on, um, and we will call you back in together to finish our service off in about 20 minutes or so, around quarter to, uh, roughly quarter to mark. Okay, go for it, enjoy. Thanks. Great. Awesome. Now we recognise that for some of us, the, the moment has passed and we need to be getting off and doing different things. But today, if you have come with a need, we would love to pray for you. And so as the service comes to a close, there will be tea and coffee served at the back. If you'd like someone to pray for you because of something that you've heard this morning or a need that you've come with, maybe you've got a physical need or something going on in the week, then why don't you just come over to some space over here and we would love to pray for you and pray with you for God to meet you in that place. The other thing that we're going to ask for your help with is that tomorrow we have a large event happening in the hall. And so before it's time for you to go, would you just be kind enough to stack your chairs where they are this morning? So we're not in a hurry for this, but we just need the chairs in stacks of six, not moved to the side, but literally just where they are. So we're going to be asking for a little bit of help with that in a few minutes. But before that, why don't we stand together? I'd love to pray a blessing over you, church, over us as we go. And then if you want coffee, go to the back. If you want prayer, come to the front. And if you're in the middle, stack a chair. How's that? Is that okay? <laughs> Great. So church, I bless you to go into all the world, to take the love and the kindness and the compassion of Jesus to each person you meet. I bless you to have eyes open to see the needs that he highlights to you. I bless you to have ears open to hear his voice. And I bless you with the courage to step out as he leads you so that you will see his kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Great to have you with us amen. this morning. So forward amen. for prayer. And if you've got another, a shaker or a streamer or a guitar, just leave that at the front here.
Jesus, I need you deep down in my heart. Jesus, I need you deep down in my heart. Talking about me. 